Chapter Twenty of the Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by William Tomko. The Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford. Chapter Twenty. Looking Back. One of the pleasantest things in the story of Garfield is the devotion of friends and companions which followed and helped him all his life to an orphan lad the son of a poor widow in the backwoods of the state of ohio there seemed little chance of greatness and yet out of that poor cabin in the woods in which sat the weeping mother and her four fatherless children came one who was destined to stand among princes it was the self-denial of his mother elder brother and sister which made it possible for james garfield to rise when the father died suddenly leaving his family on the comparatively new clearing thomas the eldest son became the manager of the farm i can plough and plant mother i can sow the wheat too and cut the wood milk the cows and do heaps of things for you this was the elder lad's answer to his mother's question should they sell the farm now that her husband was dead and it decided her and so the boy farmer commenced his labors and mother and children toiled together in humble and happy love but though thomas was compelled to work he was determined that his baby brother should have an education and when a school was opened some distance off he resolved that jimmy must be one of the scholars but how was a lad of four to get to school nearly two miles away the answer came from a devoted sister who said I'll carry him. And the good, brave girl, with a homely name and a noble heart, trudged the long distance day by day, with a little sister at her side and a little brother on her back. And that was how, aided by loving hands and loyal hearts, little James Garfield, the future professor and general and president of the United States, began his career. You remember how Thomas, with all his duties and responsibilities about the farm, yet found a little time on his hands to do odd jobs for a neighbor, and so obtain a little money. When he came home with his first earnings, he walked straight up to his mother, laid it down in her lap, and said, Now the shoemaker can come and make Jimmy a pair of shoes. What a splendid fellow Thomas was! He seemed to have no thought for himself, but only to be wearing out his young life for others surely in the long hereafter when they reckon up the good deeds in each life the reaping of this little backwoods farmer will be a glorious one for he sowed a mighty harvest of love one story of this dear brother should never be forgotten his brother james slept on the floor of the loft beside him and the restless little fellow would kick off the blankets a dozen times in a night then half awake he would say tom cover me up and the patient hand that never tired of helping others would replace the clothing and the little head would sink down again on its hard pillow five and twenty years afterwards when at the head of an army and after a great battle he lay down on the battlefield to sleep an officer heard him say tom cover me up a friendly hand drew the blanket over his shoulder and awoke him by the act on being told of his saying, General Garfield sat a moment, silent. Then he told his comrades how he had been helped at home and all through life. And as he spoke of this brother's love, his heart grew too full, and he turned aside and wept. 
Surely, if there is one lesson more than another to learn from the story of this splendid life, it is to be found in the sacrifice of this elder brother, who, like Jonathan of old, stepped aside and lent a hand that another should climb over his head. Garfield was like David. His was the magnetic soul that drew all men to him, and then drew forth the best and brightest impulses of their natures. The End End of chapter 20 Recording by William Tomko End of the Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford